You're listening to Glitch Please number 58. If you hear something you would like to see from this episode, visit roosterteeth.com. Hey, welcome to Glitch Please, the show where we talk about video games every week. I'm Ashley. I'm Gus. I'm Adam. I'm Brian. We did that flawlessly. <laughs> Just want to point that out. And this episode is brought to you by Skillshare. We'll talk more about them in a little bit, but thanks guys very much for sponsoring this episode of Glitch Please. We are now officially in the back half of 2017. Oh crap, 18, we are. 2018. Oh my god. Yeah. We're in the we're in the triple back half of 2017. Yeah, or the quadruple back, back half. Quadruple. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate the save. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. So, it's it's crazy to think that like we're now like it's last half of the year. We're closer to 2019 than 20, the beginning of 2018. And I feel like as I get older, time goes faster. That's what oh, happens. it goes God, way faster. what the fuck? Wait till you get on my level. I God didn't damn. believe anyone when they were like, just wait, time will fly by. And I was like, are you kidding? This is so take forever. And now just months will go by. And I'm like, wait, when did that yeah. happen? Starfield comes out tomorrow. One through 18. <laughs> one through 18 was like forever. And, and I've been 10 years since then. And it's gone by like that. It's really cool. It sucks. I'm old now. Welcome to old. Yeah. Welcome. You're the only one here in your 20s. Shut know. up. <laughs> well, I look like I'm in my 40s. <laughs> uh, so we are just getting back from uh, our 4th of July break. What have you guys been playing over the last okay. week? Okay. I feel like I should correct myself. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. What's, up? What's up, Mario Tennis? Mario Tennis has tennis in it. Okay. Uh, Where is the tennis? If you go to tournaments, you can set up computer tournaments and play against computer players that way. It's actually kind of fun. But that being said, I still stand by. It's so, not a great so game. So you can play. You can play tennis. Against bots. Okay. Yes. Well. So last week, your level of vitriol was like here? Are we saying it's like down to like, yeah, down to like yeah, here? There. Where it's, 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 it's less like rage and more just vague disappointment. Yeah, and disappointment. The story mode is still trash. Okay. Uh, but there is the ability to play the game Kind of the way I wish I could play it, but not a hundred percent. So how much have you been playing it? Um, not a ton. I played a couple. I mean, I played several tournaments just to kind of get it going. Because then the reason was I kind of put it down to pick up uh, Mario Rabbids, Donkey Kong oh, fuck. expansion, whatever it is. Yeah. I can't remember what it's called. It's Did like you forget such a that came game. out. Yeah, Mario. Yeah, I want to play that game. Yeah, me I, I'm still stuck on <laughs> some part of, of the Mario World plus World Rabbids Kingdom game. Battle Donkey Kong Adventure. Well, is that it? So is that, there's not more? That's the name. Okay. <laughs> I, they're very specific, too. They're like, no, no, no. It is Mario plus Rabbids. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah. their version of fighting games where it's like Street Fighter, what? Street Fighter Cross Tekken or... They, no, they're very, they're very specific. They're like, it's Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Battle. Like, I think when we had them on, we're like, Mario and Rabbids. Like, no, no, no. Mario, Mario plus, plus Rabbids, Rabbids Kingdom, Kingdom Battle. Battle. Yeah, they're very, very specific. I'm sure it's a... I don't know, trademark yep. something yeah. or other. So that's the only way they'll refer to so it. So that game's pretty fun. I've been uh, playing quite a bit of that. How do you like the new characters? It's, uh, I mean, it's more of the same, essentially. The new characters have some slightly different mechanics, but for the most part, it's, uh, it's ex exactly the same thing you're used to. It's a little frustrating for me because, you know, one of the characters you play is Rabbit Peach, who's one of the characters you play in the original story, but when the DLC starts, they take away all of the weapons that I had for her in the first oh, game. Oh, so come on. Like, oh, I have to start over with a shitty gun and then start upgrading it yeah. again. So it's like that's that's 
really my biggest pain. That, that is kind of that a, a bummer. Because it also, on top of that, you're only playing the three characters in the DLC. You can't swap between your new characters. Correct. Right? Or your old characters. Correct. So who are you playing? You're playing Donkey Kong, Rabbit Peach, and who else? Cranky. Uh, yeah, Cranky. But is, cranky it, rabbit? is it Cranky or Rabbit Cranky? It's Cranky. Uh, rabbit Cranky. Rabbit okay. Cranky. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's in the trailer. Yeah. Rabbit Cranky, which I love the look of all the rabbits' characters. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, he modifies... Um, the, I don't remember what it's called, that little robot, that Roomba-looking robot that leads you around, he modifies it into like a little unicycle and he rides it around. How are, oh, cool. how are the new abilities and weapons and stuff? Uh, it's good. The Donkey Kong one takes, which we just saw in the trailer there, the Donkey Kong one takes a little getting used to because he throws a banana like a boomerang, so it's not like you're just targeting one enemy. You're trying to get to where you can hit multiple enemies in the arc of the banana mm. uh, since it goes out and then kind of comes back. Uh, so that takes a little getting used to. And then he also has... a. Kind of like, I don't know what you would call it, an ability to kind of pull enemies towards him. So that's great because yeah, then he has like a little AoE he can do around. So it's, it's about kind of either angling to get multiple enemies or getting in the middle and bringing them all in for AoE. Cool. Uh, so that's a little different. Gramps plays pretty straightforward. Or not Gramps, Cranky. I don't know why I said Gramps. <laughs> uh, cranky plays pretty straightforward. And Rabbit Peach is, I mean, identical to what she was like in the, the original. How's the, like, the metal layer, like when you're walking around? I know there was like different... Uh, abilities you can unlock in the main game. How how has that stuff changed? Uh, it's, it's it's I'm still working on that, so I can't speak to it entirely. But it's it's the same thing where there's like you're walking around the map and there's parts you can see but you can't access because you don't have the ability to destroy something or get around something. Right. So then as you're playing the game, you unlock more abilities and then just keep working your way. So it's kind of the same thing where you go through an area, you see a bunch of stuff you can't do, go through one area you can do, get unlock something, come back, do you know. Unlock a different area, go there, and then ultimately you're trying to get to the store. Well, what I'm trying to do right now is I'm trying to get to this door that requires two keys. Gotcha. And how how, how much is it? And how long does it take? Uh, I believe it's $14.99. I could be wrong about that because well, I, hey, I have the season pass. Fact checker, what what's the price? <laughs> oh, I don't like Whoa, that. Dude, by the way, who did this? Who set that up? That, that's not Kirby's voice, though. <laughs> is that our new computer voice? Uh, anyway, um, look, we'll look it up right now since uh, Kirby's not being terribly helpful. Uh, well, anyway, oh, I, I, I believe <laughs> I believe it was fourteen ninety nine, but if you had the the season pass, I think it was twenty bucks, but that included some other stuff uh, for the base game as well. Gotcha. Cool. Did you do all the super hard challenges in the game? Like so, you know when you have to do that weird like. Tron-like level or something. Yeah, yeah. I have not, but I think I'm going to do it now that I'm back into the game because I had kind of put it down. Right. And, uh, hadn't gotten back to it, but now it's like kind of what I'm into. Yeah. So I think I'm gonna finish the DLC and then probably go back and do all the Those challenges. Are hard, dude. Oh, I tried like yeah. the first couple. And I was like, this is crazy. Yeah. Well, hopefully, no. Uh, I just want to get back in. I got to train and get yeah. my skills back up to par <laughs> in order to in order to be able to do them. Yeah, I suck. Yeah. Like when I first started, I was like, oh yeah, I, I, I. The game's fairly simple, but I forgot really how to approach it. It's the eternal risk of putting something down. Mm -hmm. Is you you get the nice break, you come back and you're really mm -hmm. excited about it and immediately realize that you've forgotten how to play. And you're also probably at that point in the game where it expects you to know everything. Yeah, yeah. And so then you're just, ugh. Then it's just easy, too easy to put back down right. again. Yeah. It's I have had that a lot because I do have a, a bad habit of stopping games yep. right before the end. Yep. So that way it's not over. And then eventually I'll be like, all right, I'm ready. And I'll go back to play it. And then I'll be like, wait. I forgot. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> All right, time to restart, I guess. And then play the whole thing over again. Not great. 
So how about you, Adam? What have you been playing? That's my name, Adam. Yes. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I was trying to decide if we if I should go new guy Ryan. I could see the indecision. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, do we go? Right. Um, I've been playing quite a bit of uh, games I bought on the Steam sale. Uh, a lot of VR. I continued to play uh, Sprint Vector and uh, a lot of Spark, that like tr ball diss of Tron game. By the way, I found that I have a video of the kid who I beat and him hanging his head in. in did, you, did you bring did that you in? I, I forgot to. I will Go home right now. Bring it in. Um, but yeah, no, that game is, is great. Um, I'm so thankful Steam has a refund feature because there's so many games I bought on the Steam sale that I thought, yeah, I'll like this. And man, I do not like them. Um, the Surge? That seemed like it should be right up my alley. It's similar to Dark Souls. It has it's like sci-fi and it's exosuits, but it is just not for me. It's a little little clunky. Um, what else have I been playing? God, I can't. It's been mostly just playing those same few VR games how's for, for your, working out. How's your yeah? How's your VR fitness regimen going? It's really fucking fun. <laughs> it's like uh, like at some point I'm gonna have to like I still do the gym in the morning, but I think. I think when I get bored of the games I'm currently playing, I might just move on to like, like a, a fitness class. I think having other people around motivating you is the thing and not just the video game part of it. Um, but I'm having a lot of fun. Um, but that's pretty, pretty much it. Just been playing some VR games, played a little Jurassic World Evolution. Um, yeah, mostly, mostly VR, which I'm happy about because I had not been, like I, you know, for the majority of my VR lifespan, I had not really touched that, that thing a lot. And uh, it had been well, and you were really excited too. I remember yeah. you and Gus and Ryan in particular. Like mm -hmm. you three were so excited about yeah. the concept of VR, and then I was a it VR enthusiast. Yeah. yeah, and it, it, but the the pain in the ass level of it to like, you know, I have to like break down my room to get this set up. And I think what changed was I was like, hey Grace, I'm going to this room is going to be demolished. I'm moving out the bed. It will be my VR room <laughs> until we move into our house. And your VR layer. Yeah, like I just like like I just want to play Beat Saber and all that without any setup time. Uh, so that has helped. But like I think that was the problem was like setting everything up, getting into a headset, and like having to physically exercise a little bit to play a game was kind of kind of like a, a it's like a, a, a hurdle to leap over. Um, oh, that should reminds me. I did also play a lot of Beat Saber. Speaking of hurdles, custom songs in Beat Saber are so good. They're doing things that like. I didn't expect, like, okay, for example, in, um, you can you can play Beat It by Michael Jackson, and they'll be like, they'll make you do, like, the woo, where you, like, raise your hands in the air and shit <laughs> like that, or, like, they'll make you move back and forth uh, as, like, the, the obstacles hit you, like, to, like, move with the music. Like, they're doing stuff that I didn't, they didn't do in the main game that is really clever, and if you haven't modded Beat Saber, I encourage you to do that, because there's a lot of fun songs to play. And it's mainly, like, 90s, or, like, any, any, any songs that resonated with nerd culture, like any Daft Punk or the Pirates of the Caribbean theme song or like the Halo theme song or shit like that. It's all like nerdy music that you might have listened to when you were 15. You know what I feel like would be a lot of fun in that too is if they get some Lonely Island going. Lonely Island, yeah. like just being ridiculous. <laughs> on a yep. boat. On a boat. Yep. In dick in a box. Saber. Come yeah. on. Yep. Yeah. Come on. Absolutely. A virtual dick in a virtual box. Absolutely. <laughs> How do they get the gesture? You know what? I'll move on from that. <laughs> How about you, Brian? What have you been playing? I just finished up God of War, which was a lot of fun. Uh, also, as a parent, like it's kind of had a different level. Like his relationship with the kid, I thought was really interesting. Are you a parent? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And got, Brian's got a new baby. Yeah. Oh. Um, I know. 
Thank you. Yeah, it's, uh, but he doesn't have to deal with, like, real things. Like, they just have to survive. Like, <laughs> He's not changing diapers. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have to he change have to diapers. Fight, like, he waves of enemies or anything. What is this unrealistic dad game bullshit? Yeah, he doesn't have to worry about where Atreus is going to college, like, any <laughs> of that shit. But uh, it was a lot of fun. I don't know if I want to do the post-game because I, I ran into one of the Valkyries afterwards, oh, and she just handed my ass to me. So I don't... It's one of those things, like, also when you have kids, I don't give a shit about post-game content anymore. Mm. Like, if I see credits, I'm done with the game. And hmm. so that was, but it was great. I, super fun. Probably my favorite game of the year. And then I just finished up a long-time goal, which was beating Dragon Quest VII, which... I uh, saw you tweet about that. Yeah, I tweeted that I'm the first American to ever <laughs> beat it, which I think is probably true. But it's like a hundred... <laughs> The main campaign's like a hundred hours. It's it's Holy insanely crap. long. I love Dragon Quest, but it was a lot of fucking Dragon. It was Quest. a lot of Dragon Quest. Yes. <laughs> so you, even even as a parent, you're still able, able to play hundred hour campaigns, even even though it takes a while. Uh, on portable, yes. Portable, I could gotcha. not lock down the living room for so that. So you're long. you're digging. Then the Switch. you're a monster. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. The Switch is made for parents. Yeah. Absolutely. You can. Hold it uh, while the kid's watching something on TV. It's I want everything on the Switch for that reason, yeah. Oh, yeah, you're you kidding. That is, a, that is a long game. Are you guys going to be getting into... So it's Dragon Quest Seven is the same as Dragon Warrior Seven, yep. I think? Yeah. Yep. Main story, 104 hours. Yeah. It, completion crazy. is 257 hours. No thanks. Yeah, that it is. is it, wow. It, and, and they haven't changed the battle mechanics since the 80s, so it's still very turn-based. Uh, they don't really iterate it at all, so you have to really enjoy, like, a grinding, grinding RPG. Yeah, and it is... You have to go back in time and constantly, like... Uh, fix what was going on in the past worlds, and then when you, once you do, little islands will pop up in the current world. So you're literally world building, but it's like they're they're little. Each one is like a little mini game in, in itself. They're different scenarios, they're different problems you have to fix. It's really fun and really well done, but it is long. So how long have you been playing it? Um. At least two years. I, what? Speaking of that, I put it down, yeah, for like a solid year. Oh, okay. And then I came back to it. I had no idea where oh, I was. God. I had to get on GameFAQ and like, you know, remind myself where I was. Uh, and then find, but you know how the momentum kind of builds up. Yeah. And then eventually I, you know, just powered through. I'm, I'm glad you didn't have to restart, dude. There's no, I would have, <laughs> I would have thrown the game away before I restarted. Yeah, I wondered, I, what got you picking it back up? Because this is, since this is on 3DS, yeah. I, I don't know about you, but there are a lot of games that I'm like, I would like to, you know, I'd, I'd like to play this again, whatever, my fantasy life, yeah. something like that. Yeah. But I've got to put a limit on how many consoles I carry around at any given time. Yes. Yes. I've usually got my Vita, so I got my, my PlayStation handheld right. covered, and I take the Switch. So I'm basically choosing between the Switch and the 3DS, yes. and the 3DS loses out. Right. So it's in it's in a, a backpack somewhere. I've got it if <laughs> uh, you know on some rainy day on an airplane somewhere. I run out of power on absolutely everything yep. else that I have. You've got that. I've got that. It's like, like your throwdown piece. And that's basically what, what the 3DS has become, which is a tragedy because I love the 3DS and yep. I love a lot of the games on the 3DS. Right. It's just that when it comes to choosing between that and Switch, I'm, you know, I'm 
switches what I'm playing, yeah. and so that's what gets the priority. It's very dated at this point. Honestly, uh, I don't know if y'all have this experience. I feel guilty if I don't finish a game that I put like a lot mm -hmm. into. It, it, something about it just feels unfinished, and so it was always in the back of my mind, like, well, I'll come back to this. And also, uh, Dragon Quest Eleven is coming out in a few months, so I just kind of wanted to get back into the swing of things. But I agree, like, the Switch has almost completely replaced the 3DS for, I mean, the graphics are better, you know, it's it, it's just not as dated. But uh, for, for some games, for, for JRPGs, the 3DS still has some great stuff. So you have a little bit of time to finish Dragon Quest 8, 9, 10 before uh, hopping over to 11? <laughs> exactly. Should be no problem at what's all. On yeah. your, what's on your guilt list that you haven't completed? Witcher 3. Oh, yeah, that was on mine for a while, and dude. And Grand Theft Auto V, I still haven't finished. Mm. Um, but, yeah. You should play Witcher 3. Yeah, that's what I always hear. Yeah, yep, that's like next up. Down, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, was, uh, it had a pretty good deal on Steam sale, I believe. Yeah, it's 20 bucks right now. I think it's going to be 20 for, bucks For everything. Still? Yeah, uh, I think it's probably going to end before this podcast ends, but <laughs> whip out your phone, you can buy it. Yeah, um, I've been playing uh, more Divinity. Oh, so, yeah. So, uh... Uh, this is the game that I've been playing is a four-player co-op campaign with the family. Yep. And it's been a little bit of a surprise because I knew I was going to enjoy it because I played it. We pl played a little bit of co-op just between the three of us. Mm -hmm. and It was fun. Uh, it was fun. And you're a pickpocket thief. And I would, No, no, it's not thievery. It's just What's asset th reallocation. Yeah, yeah, sure. So uh, I knew I was going to enjoy it. Uh, I figured... Uh, JD, Bernie's oldest, would enjoy it. He plays Pillars of Eternity as well. He'd played some Divinity, so I knew he was into that kind of game. Bernie, mm, kind of on the fence. He doesn't play a lot of CRPGs, but I figured, you know, he likes doing co-op with the family, so that would be enough for sure. Uh, and so the one that, the wild card was Teddy. Teddy is the youngest. He's 13. He plays a lot of... Gary's mod and he's really into totally accurate battlegrounds right now and he plays a lot of just like crazy ridiculous weird stuff and I wasn't sure he would like something like this because it's a more serious in tone it requires a lot of cooperation it's all turn-based needs a lot of patience mm -hmm. he's now our main driver Every, like, every day he's like, we need to play, can we play more Divinity? <laughs> You're opening new doors for him, man. I'm he's expanding I'm his, uh, his palette, yeah. Yeah, so we've been uh, making a lot of progress. We try and break it into sessions where we'll go through and we'll get something done each session. We'll go through and we're like, oh, we're clearing out this armory. This session we're just exploring this cave. Because it does take a while to get anything done. But I think it bodes well for our future D&D &D campaign now that he... Like we're rolling him into that That's style awesome. of play, yeah. dude. And I think uh, I think it's gonna go well. I'm really happy about it. That that sort of like as a kid discovering new genres of games <laughs> that you're into, that first game in that genre or or like something like that sticks with you for so yep. long. Yep. He's gonna remember that game forever. Yeah. I mean, this could be. It's the baseline, right? The first one is right. like a everything in the future. Like we'd be like, oh well, you know, I'd be comparing it to this game to Baldur's Gate or yep. something, and he'll be comparing everything to this. Yep. Crazy to think about, but in a good way. Yeah, yeah. I like awesome. we've done yeah. well. So here. great. Yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Uh, other than that, lots of luminous before bedtime. Mm -hmm. That game is just so easy to get into a trance on, but it's also uh, really makes me happy that I remembered 
or my muscles or something. There was some cobwebby corner of my brain that remembered how to treat all the different patterns. Like you get in this, because it's a game where there's, uh, it's a falling, falling game Tetris style, but everything falls in blocks of four. And there's two colors, so it can be any combination of those two colors. Maybe it's, you know, uh, three of one, one of the other, and so on. And your goal is to match other colors that are already on the board and get a block of four, and then it will clear. So it's not trying to get a full line across or anything, just blocks of four and it'll clear. And uh, each of the different <coughs> levels has different music to it, and that also determines different speed of how quickly the blocks fall and how quickly the, uh, the clear bar goes across. They won't, the, th the thing about the blocks too is there's a timing element to it because they won't clear the second you put together a block. It cues it for a clear, and then when the bar crosses it, then it will finally disappear. Uh, and then it will release all the blocks above it, they will fall down and create a new pattern. Are you trying to make squares? Is that yes. the, okay. Yeah, so <coughs> you're trying to match everything up and some of them, like it can get a little bit tricky as, it, as the board gets messier. So remembering how you can optimize the patterns yeah. is very, very helpful. On like my second playthrough, I think I did better than the high score I ever got on PSP. Just the, like the brain dusted that off, yeah. pulled it out, and went, let's use this. I'm glad I kept this around instead of my parents' birthdays. <laughs> when are you ever going to need that? Right? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, really enjoying that. It's just really nice to pull out for a couple minutes, spend a couple minutes playing. Well, it feels like a couple minutes. I'm sure it's an inappropriately long amount of time, and then put it down and go to sleep with yes. all the music in my head. Yeah, sometimes I'll look over and you're playing. Just like for a little bit, and, yeah. then, and then back to, and it seems like a perfect kind of game for that. Yeah, like just a couple minutes yep. here, a couple yep. minutes there. Uh, if I'm doing a, if I'm doing an export on a video and I can't really yeah. use my computer yeah. anyway, I'll just pull it out in right. a couple minutes. It's nice. Nice. Um, all right, so we do have one other game to talk about. This is the game that we've all been playing for this past week, uh, and that is a Jurassic World Evolution. However, before we discuss it, I do want to thank our sponsor, Skillshare for uh, sponsoring this episode of Glitch, please. Skillshare is an online learning community with thousands of classes in design, business, technology, and more. They, seriously, there is some awesome stuff in there. Uh, premium membership gives you unlimited access to high-quality classes on must-know topics so you can improve your skills, unlock new opportunities, and do the work you love. Skillshare believes in accessible learning, and the price reflects that. An annual subscription with unlimited access is less than $10 per month, making it one of the best deals you can find for online education. Uh, I, in particular, I took some of their premier editing classes. They've been very, very helpful. helpful. I, yeah, I'm, I sort of self-taught on editing with Premiere, so it's, it was a, like a process of just organic discovery mm -hmm. and like, oh God, I need to do this. How can I make this work and trying to figure things out? Actually taking a class on it, one, introduced me to a bunch of features mm -hmm. that I was like, this would have been really helpful to know. <laughs> I've been making things way too hard. So really good for stuff like that. Um, also uh, doing some creative writing classes. They're really fun. They've got some really cool stuff on like typography, uh, logo design, all that. So uh, especially if you want to um, like 
make your own stuff. They, if it's like business and design and all that, you can do like end to end to end and they've got classes and all of it. Um, and they're great for beginners or um, if you want to brush up on skills you you may already have but have forgotten they've been off in that dusty cobwebby corner in your, of your brain, you can learn uh, music production, uh, building personal brands, all kinds of stuff. Um, and since, since Skillshare is sponsoring this episode of Glitch Please, the first 500 people to use the promo link, uh, and we'll put it in the description, will get their first two months free to try out, risk-free. So sign up now, receive a two-month free trial. Go to uh, the link. It's skl.sh slash glitch7, also in the description, so it's a little bit easier to click on to start your free trial now. Don't wait. Start learning today. First 500 people to sign up get their first two months free. It's really handy. And also, hey, it's free. Why not? Why not? It's free learning. Yeah, free thing. skills. Why not? Yeah. All right, let's talk about Jurassic World Evolution. That's the best part of the game, by the way, is driving jeeps. <laughs> okay, so Jurassic World Evolution, this game actually came out last month. It came out during E3, which... I just looked. The digital version came out June 12th. The physical version was July 3rd. Yeah, so a little bit weird that way. Uh, I, I'm not sure why they staggered it that way. Maybe they went gold late. I don't know. And yeah. so they were like, well, we can get it out digitally and then print the discs and, yeah. and get, get it out digitally before the, the film. Right. Basically. Right. Basically. basically. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, we have to get it out somehow. Because mm -hmm. uh, it is a tie in with the new uh, Jurassic World movie, sort of. Um, but sort of not. So the game is developed by Frontier, uh, the people behind uh, the... Elite Dangerous. Are they Elite Dangerous? Mm -hmm. Oh, they, shit. They make sim games, dude, mm -hmm. and Elite Dangerous. Yeah, I was thinking I was thinking Roller Coaster Tycoon. Mm -hmm. I forgot about Elite Dangerous. That's that's some real... Yeah, and, and Cities, right? Cities... Is it City Skylines? Oh, they also did that one? Oh. Yeah, yeah and then uh, most recently they, uh, they stopped doing the Roller Coaster Tycoon games... Uh, under that brand, and they made Planet Coaster. Gotcha. Totally That's, different. Yeah. Well, because Atari, <laughs> uh, Atari continued developing Roller Coaster Tycoon games with a different developer, and then they they released Roller Coaster Tycoon World and Planet Coaster like totally up against different. each other. Right. But Planet Coaster smashed it because hey, it's Frontier, and they've been doing this for a very long time, and they're very good at it. So uh, in this case, they're doing a license <coughs> deal with Jurassic World to do. Basically, Roller Coaster Tycoon, except dinosaurs, which is always fun. So, uh, in this one, the idea is to create your own Jurassic Park. There is a series of five islands. You start off on uh, Isla Mat Matansar, Matansar, whatever. You start off on one of the islands, it's like simple, and then as you get used to it, they let you go on to an additional island. Then you could, you're basically starting over and creating a park there, but you get additional challenges. Like uh, the weather will be more extreme or um, I don't know, you get like the, the dinosaurs will, will all try and get out. The second island, for example, is extreme weather. So you have to deal with power outages and uh, you have to build shelters so that people can go in during the crazy weather, that kind of thing. Doesn't sound like a great place for a park. Uh, it's yeah, also but it sounds the, like a great place the, for dinosaurs. The, yeah. the islands are called the island, Isles of Death. Yeah, it's oh, real, yeah. real on oh, brand. They're like the Islas de Muertes or something. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But, that uh, doesn't sound very inviting for, for tourists. Yeah. No, not really. But I guess if you're going to see giant killer things, then it's sort of it on sells brand. It. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, do you, how do you feel about sim games and like sim management games in general? I love them. 
Okay. Uh, I, I did a bad. I didn't. I didn't look at the notes for this, so I didn't know we had to play this game. So I didn't play this game. <gasps> My bad. Gus. Um, I, said I didn't look in the notes. It's uh, it's down there. But for the most part, I really like sim style management games. I think I've you know back in the day I played all the Maxis ones. Um, I played City Skylines, and uh, I, there's something really satisfying about simulation and building uh, games. Yeah, I like seeing something that you that start from nothing and then build it up into something. Mm -hmm. I always like that, especially the more successful you make it and you're like, I've done this. Mm -hmm. I have created life. Good life, not just Jurassic regular life. life, Jurassic life. So, all right, well, if you haven't played it, you get to be the person who asks all questions that for people, you, for other people who haven't played it. How about do that? Do you get to make a T-Rex? Yes. Is that not a given? Of course you make a T-Rex. How quickly yeah, oh do you yeah. make a T-Rex? Like Not super you quickly, oh, wow. no. The, it starts you off mostly with herbivores. Okay. And, Lame. Oh, this come is, on. You, you, you can get some pretty quick. So the, um, the process goes, you can send out dig teams, and they will go out to different archaeological sites, and they will bring back fragments of fossils. Okay, so is that what we saw, like the world map before, and they showed like the United States? And yeah. Stuff? Okay. Yeah, so then there's these different sites, and they will... Uh, first, you're restricted to a couple sites, and then as you open up more islands, then you also get access to more dig sites, which will then give you access to more varied types of fossils. So, so was the business plan here to open the park first and then discover fossils to make dinosaurs? Yes. That seems backwards. Nah. It's fine. It's well, you fine. You start off, off with the, like one. What is it called? Oh. The stressosaurus. The stressosaurus. A little stressosaurus. cute one. Yeah. yeah. Stressosaurus? No, it's, it's really a stress. They're, look, they're long, and it starts with off with looking like something like Strauss, and they're little, it's and they're nice. they're the little super social herbivores, and they're cute, and they don't live very long. Yeah, yeah. it's sad. Like hamsters when they of die. the dinosaur life. <laughs> <laughs> uh. And so you you start off with those, you you so you can breed up a couple, get them in your enclosure, mm -hmm. and then once you start attracting tourists in with those ones. Funds start coming in, then you can fund expeditions and new buildings. And grow from there. And grow from there. So, yeah, you start off with that. The next one that you unlock, it, that I unlocked, was the Triceratops. Mm -hmm. Yeah, was that was that your first mission was to get a 50% Triceratops genome? I think so. Yeah, okay. I think those missions are randomized, but I think the first one may be the same. That was kind of like, uh, I'm not a sim guy. Okay. Certain types of sims I'm not into, because I like... Um, like uh, elite, it's a space sim, but it's not. It's a great game. This is this is a management. This is a management sim. Um, so, when you when you do this mission, it's I'm still in the you're still in the tutorial phase. So I don't I didn't really know what to do. So it's like do this mission, get a genome. So like, okay, so you send someone out on a dig, and it takes takes about a minute, and they come back, and they're like, okay, we got you one triceratops fossil, and it's like, well, that's not quite enough. You got to do it again. So then it's like, all right, you're just waiting. Like I don't know what I'm doing yet, so like all I'm all I was doing was watching this thing. Like they're almost back. They're just digging. All right, they'll be back soon. And they came back. I was like, okay, you have just enough. It's like, great. So you have to send them twice. Yeah, it's yeah, like well, it's kind of like times. like here's how, here's how to wait for. But like, I'm I'm sure once you get you do like once you get further, you're like okay, you do this, then you go do some other shit. Mm. But like at first, it's it's kind of like a rough introduction to the game. Yeah. Because yeah. I guess there's no other tasks going on. You're right. just sitting there waiting. This it does feel slow at first. Um, I mean, I ended up, like, I'd back out, and I would check on my little dinosaurs. There's your, there's your mission. And, uh, you can, yep, yep there you go. And you can check their, 
like how happy each dinosaur is, they all have their own preferences. So different dinosaurs will have uh, different social requirements. So some of them might need a couple of their own kind in, uh, in order to get like their social needs met. And they also have like, they're like, I want this much grassland. I want this much forest, obviously need access to water and so on. And so you try and get all of their bars in their range usually, but try and get all their needs met. So I was very much about like terraforming and uh, I had a, one mission where it was like, take a picture of a thing of a Ceratosaurus or whatever. The first, <laughs> the first meat eater you get drinking. And I was like, all right, well that's pretty specific because you have yeah. to, in order to do that, send a ranger team out and then you can take a photo. And so I had to terraform his area to have no water until he got thirsty. <laughs> <laughs> Send a ranger team over, terraform water so he would come over to it, switch back to the rangers, and then take the picture. So there is a lot of switching around you can do while you're waiting for other so, stuff yeah. if you, you want to. You took control of the rangers and actually took the photo yourself? Yeah. You, okay, so it's not just like a top-down overhead view. That there are a couple the best part things. of the game is you can go down and drive the jeep, and then you can like shoot things with darts. Yes, that it's was super fun. fun. I did that, and I'm like, well, I just kind of want to explore the island in my jeep, but I haven't built the island are yet. Are they poison darts or like sleep darts? They're like sleep darts. darts. To, like, okay. Oh, you have a sick dinosaur. You shoot it to go help it. Mm. You shoot dinosaurs to help them. Okay. As, of course, as but tradition. It's, it's cool that you can get down that granular and, and drive around a truck. Yeah, yeah. The, the, although the graphics, once you get down that granular, are not amazing. Uh, it is it is made with distance in mind. Mm -hmm. So you get down, it's like they're serviceable, right, yeah. but the the priority was definitely a zoomed out. Right. I think in general the game looks pretty good, especially from that top down view. Agreed. Like it, it's 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 pleasant. Look at the colors are nice. Yeah, what platforms like, were y'all playing on? PC. PC. I think it's only on PS4. Oh, okay. No, I was playing PS4. Oh, it is on PS4. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. How are the yeah? How are the controls with a controller? Um, they were a little awkward. There was a lot of, of just sort of menus, and it, it would clearly work better on a PC. Uh, but I did like talking about the graphics, how you could start off overhead and then zoom down and get just right in there with the dinosaurs. Like the graphics weren't fantastic, but I, I thought they were serviceable. Uh, I definitely had a lot of like waiting around at the beginning. I had that same experience, but. I also like watching progress bars. Mm. Like it's sort of relaxing. And if you like watching progress bars, this game is for you. <laughs> it really is fantastic. You want to like have two computers, one of them like rendering out yep. files in Adobe in Premiere, the other one with progress bars in Jurassic World Evolution. <laughs> it's just very relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It is kind of a slow start, but I'd argue that's the case with a lot of management yeah. sims. It does seem to be. Uh, a trick of the genre. They are introducing a lot of systems because they're like, here's your, here's your digs. Here's this. You need to manage this. Also, you need to incubate this. Uh, while you have someone out on a dig site, you can right. be researching the fossils they brought back from the last one. Yep. Sometimes I did find myself, uh, oddly enough, not on the first island, but on the second island, found myself um, early on having to just wait for money generation yes because yes. The, the very first island you start off with two million dollars mm -hmm. to work with two million dollars for a giant theme park that you have to make dinosaurs at two million dollars <laughs> right and uh it's you know so it's not but it also you're starting with dinosaurs that cost you what like thirty thousand dollars is the first to, one to yeah. incubate it's reasonable those, to, little, well, those to, little stressosaurs are are pretty cheap to yeah. extract fossils it's like oh a quarter of a million dollars I can do that eight times. 
It is not. It is. No, to it extract is. fossils, like 20000 Not, I mean, I think I, my triceratops cost me a lot of fucking money. Well, to, to incubate. No, to get out of the goddamn fossil. Uh, well, maybe if you're, what? No, if yeah. you're trying to, I mean, were you getting, are you talking about like all up? Because uh, maybe. You do I have remember to, spending to like get to a lot of, To get to 100% would be a lot. But I remember you can spending incubate. a lot of money on pulling shit out of fossils. And yeah. like, wow, this is expensive and I'm I running mean, out of money. I like I did as well, but that was to get my triceratops to 100% viability. Once you pass 50% viability, you can you can incubate, incubate them. them. But there's a failure rate. Yeah, is they, that what the percentage is? 50%. Um, wow. No, not. I'd say it's more than 50% chance of success. Mm. It's just that 50% is the minimum viability to incubate it. It is weird that to make like the cheapest dinosaur, it's about the price of a new car. That's what I was that, thinking. I was like, yeah, that seems fucked up. I was thinking in car terms. Do you have to deal with espionage? I, I didn't get to any of that. Like, is that helicopter actually a spy trying no, to steal the, your dinosaurs? The, so the there are a couple of different types of events that can happen. Starting on the first island where it's all pretty basic, The really the biggest thing you're going to have to worry about is... One, a dinosaur escaping its enclosure because mm-hmm. yep. they, you know, maybe a, a fence will break and one will go wandering off somewhere. Uh, in my case, it was an herbivore, so it was just really confused. It was just like panicked and running around. And so I had to call in a helicopter to tranquilize it and then transport it back into yeah. the enclosure and have the rangers fix the fence. Those enclosures are way too small for such big animals. Right, right. They deserve such a bigger space to walk around in. Oh, are they going to fight? Do the dinosaurs ever fight? Uh, if they're different kinds of dinosaurs. Uh, my dinosaurs haven't really fought. My, I do, the however, I also was, uh, I, on from my first island, made separate enclosures for my carnivores and my herbivores. Yes. I was not going to mix them. Brian, you mixed them. I kept them together. I, I had to restart. How did that work? You wanted to see um, what would happen. It did, yeah. I, I can tell you exactly what happened. I spent money like a drunken sailor. I just made as many dinosaurs as possible. Um, they were mostly herbivores, but then I made a carnivore, and I think he was like, mm, grass fed meat, and started killing <laughs> people. Then they got a cold, which apparently kills dinosaurs. So I just wiped out my whole population, but I didn't have any money left, like you said. So like I'm losing money. I'm sending my goddamn dig team out, but they're like coming up with like shitty fossils. So it's like I couldn't I could never get ahead. So I just finally had to restart my career. So that was the other thing is you spent your entire budget on dinosaurs. Yeah, we had to bring and you didn't people build, in. You didn't build a ranger station. Nope. And you didn't build the the, the ACU the AC- station yeah, with like the, the helicopter. No, so I, I just had a bunch of diseased, sick angry dinosaurs uh, who eventually died and and my business ultimately failed, which I feel like is how that would work in real life I think if somebody that, put me in charge. I think that people would go to your park to see animals get eaten. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah. I think that was like still a natural I, habitat. I wouldn't like that, but I think people <laughs> right. in general would go to that park. I mean, would, yeah, would yeah, all the to, Oh, you mean to see the meat eaters eat the herbivores? Yeah, I mean, all the zoos do that these days, right? <laughs> they put the tigers in with the monkeys and... Like, whatever. Just tigers do not eat monkeys. Have you seen the videos of monkeys fucking with tigers? No, I have They, like, not. run up and they pull their tail and they run away. They're like, ha, 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 I'm a monkey. Is that, like, a whole it's genre so great. video? I need to uh, There's this. at least two <laughs> wow. that I've seen. I, look, two two cancels this genre. It yeah, does. absolutely. Uh, I will say that uh, I was expecting, uh, I guess, and, you know, this does, once you start opening mm. up other islands, this does change. But I did find myself sitting on the first island for a while. Yes. Uh, because I, I made sure I researched absolutely everything that I could. And you, 
in order to unlock new islands, you have to basically do missions for the different departments. And I don't like all the departments. So you had to do a mission for each. So to get from the first to the second, you have to do a mission for the the security team, which, by the way, should not be called that. It should be called the, like, let's take some fucking risks team. There's the uh, the entertainment team and the science team. Yeah, I like how the security team, like, one of your first missions is, let's intentionally create a breach in the fence so the dinosaur runs, runs amok with visitors there. This is not like a controlled environment, <laughs> and, but but just, just to test all our protocols. Yeah, like, let's just see how it goes. Yeah, like, people are gonna die from this. Like, there's no getting they around. They signed a waiver. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was right. lucky in that I, I think it was just one of the dinosaurs happened to find a breach. I wasn't actively oh, working nice. on that one. And then it just got a breach, and it was the herbivore running around Pretty, pretty much okay. You got lucky. Your fences were just naturally shitty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And so I, and then the, yeah, so I, I fixed it, got him back in. That was all fine. No big deal. And then I was like, who the shit is this guy? Like, yeah. I'm not doing anything for security anymore. He's Let's just go zero on He's a maniac. Yeah, like, I crazy. feel like he's a plant to try to fuck things up for the rest <laughs> of the That would be corporate cannon, espionage. That would be yeah, cannon exactly. with... With Jurassic that's Park, true, though, because yeah. that's what the whole thing was with Newman. He was selling dino eggs. Not, not oh, Newman. Newman. That's why well, I'm going to call him Newman. Whatever, it's Newman. He was just undercover. Yeah. They also, you get a lot of Jeff Goldblum in this game. Yeah, and real, real Jeff what? Goldblum. And, yeah. and unnecessary. They're if trying I to get their money's so, worth. <laughs> I, I felt like, first of all, that was phone. It, Sounded very phoned in to me. Yes. It's not like he, like, he went and he read the lines. And, I wonder and if, to give if, him some credit, the lines weren't all great. So I think there's some that he did what he could with, but he didn't sound enthused. To but me. his energy level is oh. like a one. He's like reading it from his trailer. It yeah, but do you like. think? Do you really think that Jeff Goldblum cares about being in a video? At least he was in it. Fuck. It was yeah. probably like, you know it's probably in his the movie contract or something like we're gonna do these tie-in things and yep. you have to do them. Yeah. Uh, because they did the you know they also have uh, the other characters. Uh, there's uh, Claire Deering, the uh, the redhead. Yep. And that's not uh, her though. Like in the, it's not. No, it's not. Who, who is the actress? Uh, I don't know. Bryce Dallas Howard. Bryce Dallas Howard, yeah. And uh, uh, Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Who, That's not I'm Chris sure his Pratt's character voice, has though. a name as well. I think it is. Okay, all right. Really? I couldn't tell. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think it is. I'm gonna look this up right now. It includes voice acting from Jeff Goldblum, Bryce Dallas Howard, and B.D. Wong. So ah. no Chris Pratt. <laughs> so no That's Chris a big Pratt. no because they would wrong. put that up there. They would put that up there. Uh, but yeah, they have their VOs to basically like bring it into the whole Jurassic World movie tie-in yeah. thing, and yep. I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't need it. Uh, I, I'm like, no. I, the game is fine without this, and honestly, you're just kind of slowing me down. Yeah, it's kind of like the problem with sports games. Like the the announcing after a while just gets on your nerves, or they say the same shit over and over. It just it di it didn't feel like it added anything. I want to get in there and like fuck with dinosaurs i don't i don't need i don't need jeff goldblum telling me like that's immoral or whatever <laughs> you don't need that judgment yeah yeah fuck off dr ian malcolm right, your so island owen grady is voiced in the game by aj lucascio lucascio we love you aj you did a great job yeah, I, this is a big I, credit like, for him. I, okay. I respect your hustle. Well, I don't know. He was in Voltron. Um, okay. He was um, Marty Fly in uh, Back to the Future Dawn the of the video Croods. game. Uh, yeah, he was in Dawn of the Croods. So hey, he's a better IMDb than any of us. 
Yes. Yeah. By far. Yes. Um, so all, all respect there. I did think it was Chris Pratt. Yeah. So was I was close. wrong. Yeah. So you did a good job. You got me. Um, I like how he big timed him. Like, no, nah, I'm going to pass on this. But everyone else had to. <laughs> he, he's like, no, no, no. I got to go work on my abs. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. So, uh, yeah, that's the, the main thing. Is it's just the tie-in. It consists almost entirely of just like little VOs with their pictures up in the corner being like, I don't like this guy. Right. Or I think it's important for us to have healthy environments for all dinosaurs. I'm like, I buzz do, off. Yeah. So do you, I'm, I'm busy listening to three groups that hate each other trying to make a park work, and they're all kind of the worst. Do you recommend this game at $55? <sighs> It's $5 short of a full-price game, but it's basically full-price. I mean, it's a sim game, so if you like this kind of game, I think it's a lot of fun. If you are on the fence about the genre, well, here's the thing is it feels, yeah, it feels like there's not a whole lot going on on the first island, but it is introducing you to systems. And as you get get the additional islands, and there are a lot more challenges as well to, to manage to the environments, and there's a lot more events that can happen, it does get more chaotic. But I could see how if you, you're just playing through the first island, which is, you know, it's a couple of hours to get through all that stuff, that you'd be like, is this mm-hmm. all there is to it? But then you start getting like, oh, God, and storm warnings, and you're opening your emergency shelters, mm-hmm. and you're trying to make sure that all of your buildings are, are covered by the, by these different storm protection buildings, and you're researching new ways to make sure your power doesn't go out so your crazy-meeting dinosaurs don't go on a rampage. You know, it get, there gets a lot more to it. I like it. I think there is part of me like likes the the tycoon games a little more because you can build such crazy things mm. like you can build crazy roller coasters and things like that. Yeah, I miss that. I I do feel like there's not a lot of over. The, although there are dinosaurs, it doesn't feel as over the top. Can you make hybrid dinosaurs? You can modify uh, you can start their to genomes. Modify them, yeah. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you can you can uh, some of the first ones you get are colors. Mm. So you can be like, oh, we're, we researched some trees, and now you can make green and gray dinosaurs. Mm, or, you, you know, we researched sharks, and so based on the, using this bit of the shark genome, they'll be resistant to disease, and so on. And so there's all these different modifications you can do. Each modification lowers the viability, mm. so it creates a higher potential for failure in, that, uh, in the incubation and so there is a, a risk element to it. I, I want like a Tyrannosaurus, but with like a Brontosaurus head. Have not seen a, that like a, like a really long, really long neck, neck and, and head. Just fucking bite it's everything. Like, so it doesn't need the its stupid little arms. Now it uses its head for everything. Well, I kind of already did, but I get what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> you want to be able to like reach in a window and eat someone. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, overall, I think it's it's fun, and there's a lot more going on than it seems at first. But it is also the kind of thing where if you're if you're managing the park uh, responsibly, nothing exciting happens. Yeah, okay. So that is that is a risk. What do you guys think? I, I think it's, this to me, this is one of those games you wait for it to go on sale. Okay. And like, uh, you think like a 30 buck game? 30 buck game, yeah. perfect $30 game, yep. I'm not gonna make a recommendation just because I'm not uh, management some kind of guy. Um, but yeah, this is a game. All right, fair. Well, shall we talk about the news? Let's do it. All right, a 
couple different things happening um, in the news. Uh, one, uh, so the creator of Uncharted, Amy Hennig, has left EA following the cancellation of the uh, visceral Star Wars project she was working on. It turns out she departed quite some time ago, like yeah, six, six months, months ago, basically right January. after the cancellation. They yeah, were like, I, all I, right. I thought they had announced it initially back then. I was surprised that we're just finding out about this now. Well, they announced the cancellation and that they were going to be reworking assets and stuff. I don't think they said anything specific about what she was doing, mm. but it was widely expected that she would leave because, yeah. that well, they just canned her project. Mm -hmm. That This whole thing has been such a weird <coughs> series of decisions. I don't know why EA decided to bring on uh, the creator of Uncharted and then get upset that she was creating a linear ex story-driven experience. Again, that's the outside perspective. It is the outside perspective, but the, they did say that the reason that they were canceling it is it wasn't going to have um, longevity. Like, they wasn't, it, that it was, it was going to be too much of a linear, single-driven a single player driven experience uh, where their focus is on Couldn't create a games as a service. It. Right. No for yeah. no ongoing what microtransactions or revenue streams. What a Basically. bummer, dude. Yeah. What a huge bummer. Like well, I wish AA did not have the Star Wars license because they've well, not done anything good with it and they had a chance with Amy Hennig and let that go. I mean She's had a a bad run lately after like not getting ousted over at Naughty Dog, and now the Star Wars game getting canceled and not see, being able to see that through. Yeah, it's she, been, she, been rough for sure. I, On the bright side, I guess, now that she's cut loose from EA, she can go work on something that doesn't have their kind of oversight. I think she made some comments regarding VR. Uh, I, I don't remember what they were. I think she might be considering working with VR. Okay, here we go. Uh, uh, yes, she is looking into VR. Um, there is, and this, uh, for her next project, um, specifically she said, uh, following the announcement of the split, she said, I just started my own small little independent studio and I'm consulting with some people. I'm hoping to bring in some people on board. Would love to have a little company of about six to eight people, 15 at the most, and do some more projects, do some VR stuff. I'm consulting with some VR companies and doing a ton of research because I haven't played a lot to immerse myself in it. So that's where that's coming from, is is that's she Interesting. Into I'm, I'm, I'm curious what she would make in a VR mm -hmm. situation. Especially with a small studio because what you know her for are like big yeah. AAA mm -hmm. first party games. Mm -hmm. It doesn't sound like what she's building is is that direction at all though. Mm -hmm. No, but there are a lot of story driven um, experiential games that are made with small studios. Uh, if you were to look at, um, I mean obviously not as, as action oriented as what she has been doing, but like the gone homes of the world mm -hmm. are made yeah. with small teams. Uh, and that's the kind of experience that could be cool in VR as well. Yeah, I think that would have been an awesome game in VR. Yeah, well, I'm pretty sure it was uh, the Gone Home creator who was like, never be in VR. Mm. Or maybe Firewatch, let me look that up. So yeah, I looked it up and uh, she has not, Amy Hennig, has not had a game published since 2011. She worked on Uncharted 4 for two and a half years uh, before she got, left that project and then worked on the Star Wars game for three and a half years. That's six years of work and then to... For nothing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm trying to forget to come out, but yeah, yeah that she, wasn't... But she Star worked on it, though. Yeah, that, I mean, that wasn't... Ultimately, I don't think she was credited as director for that game. That's rough. Yeah, so I think some of her work made it through, but, you know, not all of it. The game obviously takes longer than two and a half years, so someone yeah. else probably stepped in and uh, and also did that work. So, yeah, it's, it's hard to, to spend six years and really not... <sighs> 
have like a big thing to, to show for it. The Visceral project looked interesting too. It was going to be kind of an offshoot Star Wars game, like not a, a Skywalker family uh, uh, saga. And it, it just seems like still Star Wars, if it's video games or movies, they can't seem to move on right. and kind of branch how, off. How long do they have the license for? Uh, they like, so it was, a, it was 10 years. Uh, I think they have it through... 2023, 2024, so when something I'm like 40, that. When I'm 40, we'll start seeing good Star Wars games again. Maybe. <laughs> Fuck, man. Um, and uh, it was it looks like it was it was Campo Santo. It was the Firewatch guys that were saying they have no plans to do oh, a yeah. apart for that. So that's interesting. Um, Especially, have you seen um, uh, Will Smith? Not the actor, but the the person from formerly from Tested. He did. He has a, a VR podcast. And I think one of the first things that they did was. Uh, set up a VR podcast in the Firewatch lookout oh, that's tower. A, that's a great uh, yeah. podcast. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, they cool. and then they 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 show like the developers looking at assets in a way they weren't expecting. Right. Uh, it's like yeah. they never expected anyone to look at the stuff in that yeah. in that context. It's really really fascinating. It's really to watch. cool. Yeah. yeah. So um, would be curious to see what you could do, but it clearly you can do some cool experiences with small teams. Uh, although I think her her stuff that she's done before, I would like to see more of that action, a mm -hmm. couple of mm -hmm. set pieces, but those are going to be difficult with a team of 15, which I understand. Mm -hmm. So best of luck to her, and yes, hopefully someday more more Star Wars mm -hmm. stuff. Because, let me see, Gus, did you look up the uh, the length of the... It'll be yeah. 2024. Okay, 2024. Yikes. So... Start development oh, wow. in 2025 or so. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Or you could start early on speculation and hope you get it. <laughs> start making I mean, your fan Star Wars game. <laughs> well, there was some talk. Of, there, like, there was a lot of pressure from people to oh, there's the, uh, asking. VR. Oh, in VR. Cool. Uh, asking Disney to uh, basically revoke, revoke the Star Wars license, which I get would be this, difficult there was, for them there, to do. There was even a change.org petition. So really? You know, yes. No yes. way. No, uh, like, I mean, that would happen. <laughs> but I, mean, I, I get the feeling that Disney could have exerted some pressure, but I think that getting out of that contract would be difficult. I think best case scenario is that there are more Star Wars games than we know about already in production or development, and in a couple years they'll be like, hey, surprise, we have this, and next year we'll have this, and that would be great. Do that. Well, we know For Respawn's working on something. We, yeah, seems sounds like it's gonna be pretty early. You could be a Jedi in that game, in the reasonable Ooh. game. Yeah, yeah the, the, it was a little awkward at E3. We was just sitting in the audience and she was like, so how are things, well you can be a Jedi, not willing to say more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you could be a Jedi. Great interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it you was like, why, why are you talking about it? Right, right. But, well, fingers <laughs> crossed. Uh, but on, while we're talking about uh, that, the whole single-player game thing, there was, let me find it, there were um, some tweets that went around uh, over the weekend um, and this morning. You have a lot of tabs open. I have a lot of tabs open at all times. Uh, and this was uh, that uh, Ubisoft is also, and this has been going on for a, a while, but they're just sort of reiterating that they're moving away from what they call finite experiences, yeah. which is the... <laughs> Single player story that's basically anything that's not games as a service. Right. And uh, following on that, uh, Matt Piscatella 
uh, who is uh, an industry analyst for NPD Group, said that sales data of games suggests that the promise of unlimited gameplay results in higher sales than a finite story-based game, even if the perceived quality of the finite games are higher. And the majority of people that purchase a finite story-based game are likely to never finish it. There are exceptions like God of War, but those are outliers. Mm -hmm. And that a game promising unlimited gameplay sells more than a similarly reviewed similarly reviewed story-based game at a higher average price. So our wallets are speaking differently than our mouths are. Yes. And surprisingly, they're going to listen to our wallets. Exactly. Well, I... But that's also the, been the case with microtransactions, mm -hmm. right? They are in games because they People work. spend money, right. Yes. Yeah. If, if they weren't making money, or if single-player campaigns were making more money, then we'd be seeing more. I, I wonder if we're going to see more... Destiny-like experiences where you can, you do have a single-player story that you can play alone, and that is a self-contained thing. But then also, it is a multiplayer online game where you can not play infinitely because Destiny is a poor example of that. But like what they're going for is like a game that you will continue to play. Right. Like, and I, that seems kind of like what they're trying to do with Anthem. From what we can An tell, Anthem, maybe. Anthem yeah. Seems well, Anthem's different. confusing. An Anthem is like Anthem seems like a single-player game with co with co-op available because you're not seeing people in the wild they haven't talked about like side quests or, or end game content or or pvp or anything it's just like yeah you're going to be able to invite your friends to play co-op their, all their communication on that game has been kind of weird mm -hmm. kind of closed yeah uh it's... which like up until e3 this year we're like assuming that it, it's the what they had said made it sound very destiny style yeah but that they were pulling back on that this year and saying no, no this is a narrative yeah. bioware game just also with friends so yeah. so, uh, so yeah. it's, um, it's i'm not sure what to think about the game at this point mark dara who is uh, executive producer on anthem over at bioware i guess uh, after the e3 presentation someone tweeted at him and asked can you confirm whether there will be pvp in anthem and he Quote tweeted his reply and said, "No PVP at launch." Yeah, so that I mean that gives you an idea of where they're taking the game, but but I think the th what I'm saying is that like I think I could see, I could see service games working if they aim for something that kind of is a meld of both, like gives you the ability to still play the game as you want to play it, see a good story uh, from start to finish alone or with a buddy, um, but then there's a larger game at play for if you want to continue to play it. Um, but there's always going to be those, there's always going to be single-player games. Like, as long as there's companies like CD Projekt or whatever, we're always going to have, uh, you know, uh, uh, the witchers of the world. I hope so, because I like single-player games. So do I. Yeah, uh, I mean... Right. And there are a couple studios that still bet big on single-player. CD Projekt mm -hmm. doing that uh, with Cyberpunk as well. But but if you if you told me that Cyberpunk would also have multiplayer components, I would be excited and not bummed out. And and may at some point. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, we know that it's not going to at launch because that's what they've yeah. said is that... They've left that door open. Yeah. 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 Which they've, is great. They've been a little bit vague about <laughs> what their plans are for for the game post-launch. We don't know if... I don't know if it's going to come as an expansion it'd be cool, or it'd be, if it's going to be... cool if they just transition be, to an uh, <laughs> All of the NPCs are real players instead of like, and just like in Fallout. <laughs> yeah, and you know, Fallout That's also a, doing uh, multiplayer, but uh, along a similar line, uh, Todd Howard said that's not, that doesn't mean that we're going away from single player games as a, as a studio. We're still going to be doing single player stuff. Yeah, that's, that's, like that's, that's, that 
the Fallout 76 is, I think, is the thing that would probably scare people away from this idea of games as a service because it's moving so far away from what people want from a Fallout right. game. But it's, it's also not like a core numbered. It isn't. But when you when you have the name Fallout, people are expecting something, and I think that's why there's so much divisiveness around this. And, and like, clear, we obviously don't know exactly what the game is yet. We have ideas, mm -hmm. and we have some knowledge, but like. I think that moving that far away is 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 something that would scare people away from like oh there's no more single player games it's all this bullshit survival online only get PvP kills all that so who knows we need to wait and see uh, what totally, happens when we get totally to I'm on it. I'm just I think the same thing would have happened with Fallout Shelter if they had announced it and then not released it for a couple of months they'd be like oh shit they're just gonna make shitty mobile games that are cash grabs now. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, Fallout Shelter was good. Fallout well, good, they, and you didn't have to spend any money well, on they, it. They, it paired, they paired Fallout Shelter with the announcement of Fallout 4, though. Yeah. Which is like, there's a core Fallout game and this little game Yeah, as th well. which I'm seeing a lot more of, which is similar. So they announced uh, Elder Scrolls Blades, and we're like, don't worry, Elder Scrolls 6 still coming. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, with with oh. Pokemon, they were like, here's Pokemon, let's go. We know this isn't traditional. Don't worry, there's one coming next yeah. year as it is. Yeah. Gears of War. Here's two untraditional games, one that you get mad about just by seeing it, and then there's a real game coming, don't worry. What, you mean the chibi one? The the Funko the, one. The Funko Pop, yeah. <laughs> the Gears Pop. Yeah, I'm, I'm not out? sure who asked for that. But Funko did. <laughs> <laughs> Their licensing deal. Is there anything they can't make adorable? Uh, I don't know. I don't, I if, if there is, they I got a lot of They got a lot of goddamn money from those little... So much. Coming out 2019, I guess? Really? Yeah, and then we have nowhere, nothing at all release-wise for Gears 5, which they're being very clear is not Gears of War 5, it's Gears 5. It's weird. I think they're trying to lead into Gears of Peace. Yeah, it's not, there's and no so more you war. Have to, you have to Gears have a trend. This is Gears of Diplomacy. Just what you want in a game. No. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, it's a model it's, UN. Yeah, so it's just diplomatic uh, talks. It's a forty. No, it's a it's a one hundred hour campaign. <laughs> you can storm negotiations. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. So, it, I don't think we're gonna lose single player games, but there is, you know, there's more and more people saying that the big studios aren't focusing on them. Well, yeah. Look at Fortnite. I mean, look at you know GTA Online. I mean, all these like with no story. Yeah, and all the the best selling games of all time, with the exception of like Tetris. Yeah. They're most of them are, are multiplayer, right. at least multiplayer optional right. games. GTA is kind of a good example though, because they built their online out of their single yeah. player, and that was cool. And their story mode is fantastic. Right. Like that's a great campaign. Like if Cyberpunk just play that. If Cyberpunk did that, that would be awesome. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't. Know. I. I don't think we'll ever lose single player games, which is the good news. But if more games do start to go the way of something like a Destiny, and I know Destiny's not a great example because not everyone likes that game, but like the idea of that sort of game for me is awesome because you have options. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Like, I mean, yes, you could execute it way better, but like you still have the single player story. You still have the option to co-op it. You still have the option to roam around a world with friends. You have the option to well, PvP. And, and you know, I wonder too if it just means that uh, a lot of these single player games will end up being uh, first party games where a lot of the third party publishers, they're doing multi-platform stuff. They're mm -hmm. trying to do the, the big bets, mm -hmm. Ubisoft, EA. They, they're sort of trying to get their games in front of as many people as possible, get the, get the high sales and all that. Whereas platforms, 
they're, they're also trying to bolster and fill in gaps with their lineups, I think. So specifically, I'm thinking of PlayStation. They've been doing a lot of focus on single-player stuff. And those games, one, by virtue of being a platform exclusive, will never sell as much as the big third-party games. But those games move systems. But though. they move systems. It's almost like a prestige TV thing. Yeah, like something they can point to. Well, we've got Spider-Man. Yeah. We've got Detroit. We've got Uncharted. Uh, <laughs> Nintendo, obviously, that's always what sets them apart. And yeah, the multi-plats just make all the money. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, hopefully we'll at the very least see it kept alive with like PlayStation, Xbox, yeah. first-party shooters. All the Xbox, I don't know. They've always had such a focus on multiplayer themselves yeah. that that may not end up being the case but uh we shall see um also uh while we're talking about multiplayer stuff uh and bethesda in particular bethesda is calling out playstation over their crossplay. they said that uh fallout 76 won't have crossplay because playstation is uh not as helpful as everyone would like um which is i think trying to put it quite delicately but also being like hey it's not us it's them yeah yeah and uh, so they're they're the latest studio. PlayStation getting some bad press. Well, it makes you wonder if bad Sony is back. Gotta hope. Well, they're back in charge. Like they're back, obviously, hands down, dominating. So right. they can do whatever they want. Which do. is where bad Sony came from last time mm -hmm. as well. It seems to go in like these cycles where you get. And to be fair, I think this kind of happened with Xbox this last generation as well. Is they get going really well. They get a little bit big for their britches. They start making, they're like, let's make some visionary decisions that we want to make. Mm -hmm. And like Xbox One would have been bad Microsoft. But yes, they exactly. totally fucked up. Right. Mm -hmm. And so they're like, well, they're like, well, you know, really people have no choice. We're the market leader. Like, let's let's lean on that. Let's get like, let's put the pressure on and uh, and uh, make things happen the way we want the things to happen. And they're, you know, they're PlayStation's number one this generation, so it seemed like they might be sort of leaning in that direction again, whereas when they were not as strong last generation, they were being a little bit scrappier about mm -hmm. the whole thing, and uh, it, it worked out really well for them. Mm -hmm. I, th I think this happens to all of them. I think mm -hmm. power corrupts. Like, Microsoft did it, and Nintendo were dickheads back in the day of NES and Super NES. Mm -hmm. I just think they, once they get the big platform, they have such short memories that they all of a sudden just uh, think they're the be-all, end-all. They don't want to play with other people. and they, they, Yeah, no incentive to. Yeah, but it's always at the expense of the players, and I think it always comes back and bites them in the ass. And, and I mean, Sony w was fine with cross play a generation ago and they did it with with you know ps2 well, and, and ps3 Xbox was not yeah right generation. and and i think you always pay the price and then it seems like uh mainly out of a business decision you know it's better for microsoft and nintendo to kind of team up against mm -hmm. big bad sony but which again they also did um remember Minecraft. that was uh it was a marketing campaign um for xbox 360 and wii Oh, it right. It was the Wii 60 campaign where, um, yep. Yep. this was when Peter Moore was at Microsoft yep. and uh, was doing a whole bunch of being like, hey, you can get an Xbox 360 and a Wii for the price of a PS3. Why yep. would you get that? Don't be ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, that's it feels like it's sort of a return to that. Yeah. I mean, they have such little in common in terms of how, how they were competing in that time because it's all such different games. Awesome, but I mean, they're do also do that. They're doing that uh, Minecraft thing. 
Yeah, so they've got the Minecraft crossplay. Yeah, and they're also like, they're hamming that up. Oh, uh, yeah. The oh. trailer they put out? Yeah. Yeah. Just, not just that, they're on Twitter. Tweeting they were at like, each other. hey, do you want to go play some Minecraft? And the other guy's like, oh, yes, we could play and build stuff together, <laughs> us as friends. <laughs> it's really goofy, dude. But it should be that way, because uh, to, to ask people to buy a whole new system just to play with their friends, I think, is ridiculous. I mean, you're talking about spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars, and especially when you're a kid and you sort of depend on your birthdays and the holidays to get, get new stuff. That's, I don't know. I, I just think it's shitty to divide the player base like that. Yeah, when, I mean, when you don't need it. You don't need to be like that. It is, but for PlayStation, business. they look at it like this. Totally. I All get right, it. We've yeah. got... 70 million units yep. sold. That means we've got a player base of 70 million people. If someone wants to play with one of those 70 million people, right. they need to become 70 million and yeah, one. Yeah, absolutely. What Plus, is that? It's also Nintendo announced the new Minecraft-themed 2DS that they're releasing, I believe, this summer. That's, okay, do you want to listen that? It looks like a creeper. I, look, it's also like I kind of want it. Am I going to have to buy another fucking 2DS? I look, I'm not, like I said, my, three, my 3DS is... In storage, but yeah. I kind of want to buy this anyway. That will, is really, really cute. So, yeah, they're just totally yeah. further getting in in, uh, in bed together about I this mean, stuff. But to some degree, also, I think it's been, it's partially due to what one Xbox needing to be scrappier. Mm-hmm. Nintendo's doing great. I mean, they've already outsold right. their entire Wii U lifespan, but Wii U's got them feeling scrappy as well, yep. probably. Yep. And so it's partially that partially leadership change. Both Microsoft and Xbox have had a leadership change uh, in that we went from what, Steve Ballmer to Satya Nadella, and we went from Don Matrick to Phil Spencer. And that's created a a pretty huge shift in Xbox's focus, I think. Phil Spencer's been like, hey, let's focus on backwards compatibility. Let's focus on uh, play anywhere. Let's focus on like cross-play uh, did I say backwards compatibility yeah. already? Game Pass. <laughs> so um, you know, it's, it's the like, best he's, part. So it's worth like mentioning game, twice. He's very like a game service yes. focused, yes. Um, and and also accessing your games from anywhere focused. I just wonder what's the danger in in pissing off your players. <laughs> you know, I, I think goodwill is important, and I think if you get that reputation of being sort of the the evil empire, I I don't know. I uh, I think that could come back and hurt you. Maybe not immediately, uh, but next generation. I mean, yeah, I think we, like you said, we've already they go in that. Yeah, and they, they all go in that role. Right. Nobody's like, hands are clean. The PS3 was terrible, and they were yep. they were it was a bad system, and the way they sold it was bad, and they paid it was a great it. system. It was just expensive. It, it, it was expensive. You can't come well, out with six hundred. Great bucks. system. I had some it great was, games. It was fine. I, it, I thought it was fine as a system. I th- it, yeah. it looked amazing. The graphics were yeah, way better I, than 360. You're, you're right. And it, it was just $600. It was just launch. fucking expensive. It was a lot. And it was like a pain to develop for, too. Yes. Yeah, cell processing the is the new... The cell. Yeah, it's the new thing. Yeah, but that was another thing that they, they dropped a lot of after launch on the PS3. Like, right. try finding a PS3 with the was a motion engine or the motion chip yeah that was what they had for the backwards compatibility right Mm -hmm. so there are some ps3s that are backwards compatible and then the the fat units were the only backwards compatible ones and everything after that and they're like okay i got the spider-man unit i got a fat yeah our system's too big yeah those things were cool and also fingerprint magnets oh yeah Yeah. i'm pretty sure i have a spider-man around somewhere i I like those because you can twist the ps4 logo or the ps3 logo playstation logo I didn't know that. Yeah, because you stand it vertically, so you want to make it look like it's vertical. Ah. Oh, that's cool. I like it. I like it. Uh, But yeah, really interested to see if something happens. I get it. It's goodwill 
if they go, all right, fine, we will allow it. That's, uh, that is a measure of goodwill. It can be spent once. Yeah, exactly. After that, yeah. it becomes the norm, mm -hmm. and then it's just expected. Yeah. And if you take it away again, then, then you're the bad guy right. again. Right. Yep. Whereas if you just don't get it, people will sort of like accept it as par for the course. Yeah. Not happy about it, maybe, right. but you're not taking away something right. that's like another. Do, you, do yeah. you think that Microsoft is going to come out with a how do you play your games with your friends that are on different consoles video? Oh my God! You know what that that kind of like that PlayStation. So, yeah, that please. It was so it was after the Xbox One reveal, and uh, they were talking about the the digital lending, but you were going to have to do the 24-hour online check in You know, it, it was sort of like. It was not an elegant solution. Well, that, that is probably the, the reason the Xbox did so bad. Yeah, but then absolutely. PlayStation, they came out with that, like, how do you lend games to a friend? And, like, you had one yes. person hand the disc to yep. another person. That's great and everything, but you know what that doesn't solve? Digital fucking lending. That was just being cheeky to be cheeky, which, let's, you know, let's be clear. It was cheeky and kind of funny. Like cheeky. But it also wasn't a, actually addressing what? digital lending. Well, well, but it was addressing, They're not exactly it was addressing ahead the, in that. It was addressing the fact that single like games would not have like licenses like the way they were talking right. about. Right, you wouldn't have to have a like the, internet the, connectivity. When, when the that. Xbox One was announced, they were like, "You're not going to be able to have used games anymore," like, which was a, a fucking nightmare, and it's the reason the system it tanked. Well, between that and also that their reveal was focused on TV. Yeah, I, I get that they were trying to, to save. Yeah, I get that they were trying to save all the game stuff because E3 was a couple weeks later, and they're like, "We'll have a big E3 and talk yeah. about games." But what it looked like when they announced it was, "Look, a TV box." One day they'll have an E3 where they talk about games. One day. One day. Someday. I'm just down. Yeah, I'm no, down it was like it. they were selling a TiVo. Well, they, had a, yeah, they had a good yeah. E3 presentation Sorry. this year. Yeah, they showed a lot of games. They yeah. showed a lot of games. They, they had a good, a, a lot of like world premieres. Yeah, a lot of world premieres. Stuff that, that I'm going to play other places. You can games. get them elsewhere. Right. But they like, showed a lot. Like, of we them. got to see it yeah. there first. Yeah. But regardless, it was a good presentation. <laughs> yeah. uh, as as far as like overall flow went, let's mm -hmm. just say I preferred it to Playstations this year. Yes. Because that one was all kinds of broken up. But I hope. I hope that Microsoft and Nintendo kind of teaming up, because I feel it's like Sony does kind of look like a bad guy here. Mm -hmm. I hope that it re-energizes their sort of scrappy pro-consumer mm -hmm. approach that they that's worked pretty well for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I don't want I don't want bad Sony back. I want Sony to be good Sony. Yeah, this all be good boys. Be good boys. <laughs> Uh, all right, I think that about does it for this episode of Glitch Please. But if you're a Rooster Teeth First member, we will also have a new Game Plus exclusively on our website for First members. If you are not a Rooster Teeth First member, you can sign up for a free seven-day trial. You'll get access to all of our first exclusive content. So uh, we've got post shows for all of the different podcasts. We've got a couple first exclusive series, stuff like Day 5. You get early access to uh, all our animated shows. We got some really cool documentaries. Gus has one where he went around to a bunch of crazy conventions. That's really just conventions. Fun. You don't have to say crazy. Unconventional. <laughs> just conventions. Just conventions. And so there's a lot of fun stuff to check out. Uh, you can do that by signing up um, at our website, theroosterteeth.com. Uh, if you're not a first member, that's also, you know, that's totally fine. And we'll see you next week for more Glitch, please.